0: Welcome to the Restless Midlifer, the podcast for those of us looking to rediscover the adventure in life. Find out more at RestlessMidlifer.com Hi there, fellow Restless Midlifers. It's episode 38. And I thought it'd be useful, actually, to share a recording of an episode of the Connect More podcast. And that's a a podcast that myself and a friend, David Mincella record every so often. It's season two, episode one of that one. And as it happens, we started spending a fair bit of time actually through the in through the the podcast talking about new year resolutions habits and what have you and i just thought it captures a lot of the essence of the things i'm talking about over the previous weeks with sprout sweating uh, and a few other additional bits and pieces and thoughts from dave mincella as well uh, around that so i decided to add this in for this episode to share with you if you want to listen to the connect more podcast you can find that in your podcast player of choice as well and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Before we get into the episode, hop over to the restless midlifer.com to register your commitment to living a restless midlife and get an early heads up to the courses, resources, and forthcoming restless midlifer community. I'm planning programs and events to support you in rekindling the spirit of the restless midlife, reintroducing the adventurous spirit into your life. <music> Hi everyone, welcome to the Season 2 of the Connect More podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Algio, and with me is fellow co-host Dave Minchella. How are you doing, Dave?
1: Hello, man, how's it going? Thanks for having us back, ladies and gents. It's been great to have a nice little break and be refreshed and get sorted, but now I hope that you're ready for Episode 1 of Series 2.
0: Yeah, great, and as luck would have it, or... Planning because I think we planned this, didn't we? <laughs> it's January 2022 <laughs> at uh, time of recording, probably airing towards the end of January when we get uh, this scheduled. So it's quite an apt time, really, to do the old reflection, catch ourselves on, and and thinking about what what are some of the priorities. And I know there were some things that you wanted to cover, uh, Dave. And this is yep. particularly at the time because because at the time of recording, we are still within the COVID restrictions. To an ex- you know, there's various mm. restrictions. We've got Omicron. Uh, now and it's having an impact and and continuing i guess really for most of us to lead to a sense of unsettlement uncertainty and for some many you know some who've caught it or experienced it you know whatever there's there's a level of dealing with that but also the anxiousness around it i guess as well yeah so um what's your thoughts and take on things at the moment dave
1: well i always think you know around this time January, the, the January blues you all talk about, you know, and then there's that blue Monday or the 17th of January, that period of time where it's maybe the saddest day of the year. Well, how about we think about, and you and I just throw back and forth, what is it that we can do for a bit of self-care for our people who are listening? You know, it's not going to be the easiest time. Like you said we're in the throes of COVID once again. It seems like we're in the twilight zone. And haven't we already been here before? A bit of deja vu. But we're, we're plodding on, as we say. We've all been affected by it. Probably, I'm sure listeners will have either had it themselves or know someone who's had it, or, God forbid, been seriously affected by it. So I thought, let's go, let's go and see what we can do. Let's go and see what we can cheer our listeners up, if if it's possible. And I hope that by the end of it, you know, even if just that extra ten percent, you think, you know what, those two boys know what they're talking about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's a good, it's a, good, a natural time, and I think you're right. It can be. As you've highlighted, obviously, the 17th is, is typically that, that or identifies Blue Monday. It's a funny old month is January anyway. We set out with yeah. perhaps a bit of hope for many of us, you know, with New Year's resolutions. We've reflected on what the year past has gone by. And right, I'm going to put this right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to achieve that. And obviously, then real life kicks back in, doesn't it, with work, with you know what what we're dealing with at the moment, um, yeah. and we start to then wrestle with that and trying to make good on our resolutions. And inevitably, I think most of us find there's a real challenge there. And you know, come mid January, even or even into February, things have have dropped, and we can start to beat ourselves up, I guess. So I think it is it is useful to, I guess, from my perspective, is to recognise that that's real. And what can we do to develop some ideas, some actions, some self care things that you're going to talk about and bring in um, in a way that is, to an extent, bulletproof? You know, it's not huge and grand and will crumble at the first hurdle. It's sustainable small things that we can introduce, or small reminders, small hacks that we can do that will keep us, you know, we can go back to um, when we're feeling a bit low, when we feel a bit defeated, or whatever. Because that's natural permission to be human, is a phrase I always say. Um, and yeah. we all experience that. So, what, what's your thoughts on that? What's what's some of the ideas that you've well, got?
1: I'm gonna. I've just. I might just throw. You know, a span in the works and ask you a question, Dave. All right. 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 <laughs> should we get rid of New Year's resolutions? <clears throat> and how helpful or unhelpful are they? Hmm.
0: I'm always wary of the word "should" because. <clears throat> It, we we either have them or we don't, and I I can't see them going anywhere in in reality for you know a long time. I I don't have a problem per se with New Year's resolutions in the sense that there for many of us there is a natural time towards the end of a year, and it, and let's be right, we're talking about the year January to December. We're not talking about a financial year or academic year. There, there seems to be something about a year in whatever culture or. Business yeah. sense or whatever, where there is natural reviews and taking and stock. So I think it's there's something about us as human beings where it's natural to do that. So I don't. It's it's not so much the issue with the New Year's resolution. It's how much expectation, pressure, and how big they and grand they can be. How much we put on ourselves to make them happen, and then what do we do when, as the data shows, the vast majority of them fall by the wayside. And yes. for me. I've done them. I haven't said... See, I suppose I have changed my view. I I don't call them New Year's resolutions. I think, right, I catch myself on what did I do last year, what worked, what didn't, what are my intentions going forward, and I tend to think of a more general thing of what's the direction of travel I want to go in, not what are the specific... Don't get me wrong, I need to turn that direction of travel into specific actions, but I think that's Mm -hmm. different to having a grand New Year's resolution. So that's
1: exactly. I'm not for or against it, I
0: guess. It's more how.
1: I think that, you know... Because you hear January is the biggest money month for gyms.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, bang, comes in, (laughs) you know, they'll use it three or four times in January, and then they'll probably use it once in Feb and never go in March, you know? So my point, really what I'm asking is, is is it really better that we change these? As you say, it's not about, you know, the grand goal, grand pictures. Looking at the small... Little incremental changes. So, give you an example. Mm. I'm really anti when they go, I'm going on a diet, yeah. or if you see, uh, the, you know, the Biggest Loser TV show, yeah. right? Well, not. I don't. I really, really, truly believe that the majority of what they do on that type of show is unsustainable. And I and I say the same about how when we say we're going to do this, these massive New Year's resolution change, this big diet or this big gym thing. No, if you want to make a lifestyle change, as in you want to lose weight, for instance, you might want to learn a new skill. It has to be something that you're putting in time and time again, consistency. And I really believe in this consistent incremental change. That's where you'll, you know, it's not going to, I'm going to do this big, huge thing. It's more about, I'm going to do this little thing more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I'm going to do it consistently time and time again and build, like compound interest in finance. I'm going to build and build and build. And then you get your change.
0: Mm.
1: Example, I'm going to give you guys a personal example now. I have been saying for years I want to learn Italian. My father speaks it fluently. I come from Italian background on my father's side. My sister is near fluent. My mother is pretty good too. I feel that I am well behind. So what have I got? So I'm gonna do little incremental things. I'm gonna put it in the three times a week, I'm gonna do half an hour. So that's 90 minutes a week of just, it might not, I might not be fluent by the end of this year, but I know that I'll be able to consistently put that half an hour three times in and not feel like I'm going nowhere I feel that I'm picking things up. I'll be able to pick some of the language up. Same, same with you know, if you guys, if who are listening, you might want to uh, get fit. I might want to, I don't know, do the Great North Run. Be ever run before. Well, it might be worth starting those half an hour runs every, you know, three times a week, building up, building up. I think the those types of things, that mastery of something, that. Leads into some really good self-care as well. Mm. So you feel that you are building a mastery on something. You are taking ownership, accountability of something. You have your own self-care built within. Let's say that um, one of your goals, Dave, might be to journal more often, and to you know to understand yourself or to bring out a greater. Well-being, you know, for for you, and make sure that everything else is going to be better for you. You might journal more. Often. So I'm going, to, I'm going to journal three times a week. You know, now I don't know, I don't journal myself, but I've heard it's got some fantastic outcomes for it. You know, those little things. That's start. You know, I want, I want to look after myself more. So I'm going to be more consistent. I'm going to do lots of these small little chunks. I think. Probably not new, Dave. I'm sure you've heard this before. It's not, it's not what I'm saying is new. But I think it's what when your average person thinks, I'm going to do this because I've seen you know, some influencer on Instagram. And I, I want to look like that person. But it's not going to be in a month. It's not going to be in two months. It might even be six months. But if we are consistent throughout, we change our life, we make that consistent lifestyle change, then at the end of it, you'll find something.
0: Hmm yeah yeah absolutely and i guess well there's a couple of th- couple of things i want to like bring back from experiences that or other people's experiences i don't know but effectively that's what i that's how i work and coach is i talk about sprout sweating you know what we've talked about like I, I um use cabbages i'm gonna on camera i've got a little cabbage here that's the goal
1: ah uh, yes
0: yeah now in order to achieve the goal or the direction of travel We need to ensure that we don't focus on how far away we are from the goal or whatever. We check in, but we chunk it down to sprout-sized actions, and it's those, the habits, the rituals, routines, or the actions that we take that are small enough that even if we don't feel like it, we can do them. Because this thing about motivation, I think, is a big thing. We wait for motivation, and we look for inspiration. But the problem is inspiration passes. Inspiration will pass. So you can feel inspired and motivated from this, from a talk, from anything. But actually, there'll be days, more days than not, where you're not inspired, you're not motivated to do it. So what you're, what you need to do is do it anyway. But doing it anyway needs to be able to fit into your life. To be able to not overwhelm the cognitive load in your brain to the point of, I I just can't face it. So there's a great book, um, great uh, researcher, um, B.J. Fogg, Professor B.J. Fogg. I can't remember his first name, actually, but he wrote a book called Tiny Habits, and he's a researcher in habits. And he talks exactly about that. How do you break something down to a small enough thing, so a sprout-sized action, and build that consistently Day in day out, um, and into your current life, because this is the problem you mentioned about, you know, the Britons or Greatest Loser or whatever. I'm not going to name the person, but I know somebody um, who was a winner on that a few years back, and they <clears throat> they subsequently struggled afterwards, and right. over the next couple of years or whatever, they ended up sort of back to where they were, you know. And we had a, co- a long conversation actually. And what they said was the Pure itself was set up for you to just worry and think about nothing but. You weren't even told what to eat, what to do. You just, well, you were told what to do. You would put food in front of you, you didn't have to think about it. And the environment that was created for those months led to you could put, you, you parked life, real life, you parked it and you were there. And he, being a competitive person, really just caned it and went for it and won you know won that and subsequently you know had that success that and the intentions to go out but what they found was afterwards as they returned to life that it was almost like um going cold turkey because you went from this environment that was set up paused life real life and then somebody presses play on your life again and suddenly you have to think for yourself plan for yourself do these things and it would just came crashing in now Somebody might say, well, it's it's easy, you just carry on the things, but because there hasn't been a steady embedding, a a thinking through the the process yourself, working out what works for you, because I'm a big believer that you don't talk about, you experiment with the small habits and see what sticks. Uh, I've got a little tip on that, which I picked up from a podcast, which I'll talk about later, but um, that idea of then basically struggled and gripped onto some things, but because it was almost like hanging onto the edge of the cliff, you know, with your fingers it inevitably slipped off and and returned to old habits, routines. Life came crashing in, having to make a living, all that kind of stuff. And I think this is the chat. That's an exaggerated version, a real life version, but an exaggerated version of what can happen with us with New Year. You know, we might have a couple of weeks off. Some, you know, you know, some people work through Christmas, you know, and th- thankfully they do. But you know, you have that time where you catch up and you think next year is going to be different. The problem is we don't factor in that the the real world has different ideas, <laughs> right. you know. And how do we make those small but significant consistent changes stick in a world that's totally unpredictable and is likely to try to take your legs out from under you? Is likely to say you've still got this to do. You can't be bothered. You know, you're at six o'clock at night. I can't be bothered, etc., etc. You know. Mm-hmm. So what are those small habits? So I I am absolutely with you on it. And I think the challenge with the small habits is. They can often see "Well, what's the point? It's too small. It's it, what, what difference is that mm-hmm. going to make?" But mm. that, consistently with two or three other small things, can really start to build. And it's about do it anyway. It's the self talk of doing it anyway and tracking your yeah. compliance with doing sweating the sprouts, I call it, and don't worry about the cabbage. I, I, I've got you know, I've interviewed a few people over time now in my own podcast, and one of the things that many of them say is. If you do the right things consistently, you can forget about the goal because it'll take care of itself. I'm, I'm oversimplifying yes. it, I, I but I think that. that's so true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll let you take over for a bit, and I'll, no, I'll, i I,
1: I'll I, love I love that. I think, I think it's you've mentioned it there, but you know, you get to the end of the annual, right? This next year will be different, but then when it isn't, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth. Because you think, oh, I, I was wanting to do this, and I'm. I said I was going to do that, and now I haven't. And that kind of goes back into what we said at the start about self-care, because it then has a double hit. Not only are you not where you wanted to be, but you sometimes feel like you've failed. So it's like a double whammy. Mm. Yeah. And because you've not been able to do these little goals, you haven't set this yourself up. You know, you've got in right. I'm going to go and go to the gym. I'm going to lift this weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Well, what if you what if you can't? Like you and I have been CrossFit. You know, imagine we—you know—we see it on the on the TV, the CrossFit Games. Well, I'd love to be—I'm yeah. going to do that muscle up or something, right? <laughs> yeah. One of the most yeah. hardest things to do. Yeah. <laughs> after after two sessions, we still can't do it. We're like, oh, I'm, I'm useless, you know. But it's not about that. It's about taking those small steps after the right amount of time and the right amount of investment, for want of a better phrase, you are able to do it. But it is about thinking, well, I could just sit here. And do it, and not do it. But if I do this one little thing, then actually I'm I'm taking a step forward. I always I found myself saying quite a lot over the last few years is that you know when people say, oh God, yeah, that was a terrible workout. I couldn't, I, you know. Well, yeah, but it, at least actually you did it. You were better than nothing. You've done that. You may you know maybe you done like a 5K and it was it took you 40 minutes, but that's better than a, that better than no 5K whatsoever you know, or, you know, I just, I did a couple of, um, you know, squats or leg press or whatever, but it felt really heavy. Well, that's fine, but you did it. You know, you've gone out and done, it's about taking that accountability for the doing part, Yeah, yeah. you know, and it's really easy. In fact, it's the easiest thing in the world to not to go right. I just can't bother. Mm after once that sense i keep saying it that sense of mastery that sense of completion you feel great after you think you you, you can think about go you know what i didn't feel great i didn't really didn't want to do it but i sat down went away did it and now i've I've got that under my belt
0: Hmm. you know I, i think i think it's a really important bit about how you talk to yourself isn't there because you're right the fact that you've you've done a workout and it's hard work and you feel like you might have a big progress, you've actually achieved a lot because the easy workouts where or, or the workouts where you feel like you've achieved a success, you've got something you can see as a success, but you're still working probably to the same intensity. It's just that day you had a bit more energy in the tank or you weren't as tired, whatever. But I think you're right. Um, and I think this is this is where it ties in a little bit with the journaling and why I find it valuable because part of it is surfacing The self-talk, I call call it self-cabotage, self-sabotage, you know, the the stuff that you talk to yourself. Uh, But it's that stuff that you don't give yourself a break. Um, And what I do journaling, and what I find is, um, I I just do, some days I don't do it, some days I do I, I I aim to beat the week four times a week. So four out of seven, I've beat the week. I can't remember where I got that little idea from. Uh, but anyway, the idea is...
1: Out of seven, beat the week.
0: Yeah, I'm not rigidly you trying to do every day. day. Yeah, well, Let's it's not mine.
1: I will, we'll, we'll borrow it. Wherever it's from, we're borrowing yeah. that, right? That will <laughs> yeah. be one of our phrases from now on, right? Beat the, beat the week. the week. Remember, yeah. listen, beat the week. Four times, that's all you need to do.
0: Yeah. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, and that gives you a bit of flexibility and also, when you are trying to build a habit, that gives you the chance to go, okay. Well, I, I didn't do it yesterday. I'll do five minutes today. And doing five minutes of journaling a day um, might say, well, what's the point, but actually, you can you can write a fair bit in five minutes, uh, or even one sentence. There are some journals where it's a one sentence. You know, you just write one thing. The point is, you often write more once you start. But even one thing over time, consistently builds up. And the other thing is to the, the do it anyway thing. If it's small, if you can make it small enough. And you learn to track the doing of it. You can almost get competitive with yourself. Now, this is not something I suggest everybody just jumps into. But I've committed last New Year, uh, 2021, to doing 60 burpees a day till I I turn 60. Now, 60 is a lot. So I'm not saying anybody starts. That is on the back of two years of CrossFit building up. Yeah, but building up because I hated burpees. And it was one of those where I thought, do you know what? Every time I go in and I look at the board and I see the burpees, my heart sinks. And I, I'm stupid I, I thought oh, I'll turn 60 and I'm going to do 60 till I'm 60 stupid but I was capable of doing 60 with breaks because of two years of building up so if you're going to start yeah. like with a press up then you know there's lots of ways CrossFit is great at just showing you scaling options so your you pre- first press up might be you know you just push your arms straight second press up might, or ne- next week it's onto your knees type of thing but anyway yeah. the point of the, the burpees was I wanted to make a something that i could challenge myself every day in my head to say that's your your commitment daily commitment if you do that you've won over the what i call the tyranny of your self-sabotage the stories that tell you what's the point don't bother and i think sometimes little setting yourself a little challenge and i mean little not not necessarily that skill where you say i'm going to do it anyway that becomes your opportunity to celebrate your win over your inner voice that says what's the point and one little win every day means that you can point to that day to say well look if I can do that despite my best efforts against doing it etc etc so it might be one press up it might be one squat and you know you're building up over time etc but the point of that is I I didn't do it every day and that was one of the things I've done this year I've started tracking it because I can't say how many days last year I did it whereas this year I'm tracking me, compl- me, me actual com- completion of it But I think there's something about your inner voice and can you pick a little, a tiny little battle to fight with that little inner voice? I don't mean going to town and being cruel to yourself. I just mean saying, right, my voice says, what's the point? It's a waste of time. Well, how can I, in a small little way, prove that wrong just once a day? And that's the habit forming, but habit forming not just in an activity, habit forming of challenging your negative inner voice. Does that make sense?
1: I uh, I really like a, a micro habit.
0: Yeah, but like a, a micro habit that's ch- of challenging your negative inner voice. So you're doing something, but the point of me doing it is to say to my mind, see, I can do it even if you don't want me to, or if I think it's pointless or I can't do it, I, you know, I'm too tired, I'm this. It's my little win that I can point to in each day. So it's a habit of challenging my negative voice, <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, I I love that, Dave. I I really do like that. That's, you know, if, 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 if we accept, if we accept everybody will have some form of negativity within their own internal monologue, it happens to us all. Okay. Now, sadly some people have it worse than others. Some people have it a lot worse than others. Yeah. 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 But if there's a way of making that habitual to that, to that challenge against the negative voice, I think that would lead to some – and we said self-care at the start. That would be a really good place to start. That would be, right, okay, my resolution, my goal, whatever whatever tag we're going to give it, is to challenge my negative voice
0: mm. once a day. Yeah. In a small way. Even if it's a small- yeah, yeah. Because in a small way. Because what I'm not going to try to do is take on the whole – Self sabotage, imposter syndrome, whatever you've got, because a that might just that's going to be overwhelming, and b I might need a little, you know, if as you say, if you're particularly crippled with it, you might just need an extra bit of support, therapy, etc. But in one small way, we're cha- we're taking to task the cruel, grinding voice in our head, yeah, that, that can be, and I think that's where the the. I think when we talk about self care, there's lots of things we can do. But so, so let's say I take a nice bubble bath or something like that. That's self care. But if I'm sitting yeah, in the bath thinking, "You lazy, get! You should be out doing this or should be doing that." That's not self care. <laughs> no, is it? No, you know, as as lovely, I'm not even allowing myself to enjoy the action. So yeah, there's there's exactly. you've got to act a way to thinking differently and feeling differently. So you've got to like you know a bath. You know, I'm not a bath person, I tend to have showers, but you know what I mean. A bubble bath yeah. is all, uh, people associate it with relaxing. Yes, do that. But if in the bubble bath you have an opportunity to say, Hang on a minute, this is my little challenge, I'm entitled to this, you know, that little yeah. voice, and you get used to saying that and then celebrate and enjoy, actually look for some enjoyment in the moment in that. Um,
1: I like that, Dave. Because you're right, though, because there's too many times when people are doing something for themselves and then they'll do it and they'll be like, I really should be doing something else. I really should be doing yeah. more whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. like, and that, and that isn't, there's, you might as well not even try to do the first thing. And, you know, you might as well, you've done yourself a bath. This is the example, but you're sitting there and you still haven't got yourself. Well, what's the, what's the point in the first place? You know, you need to find that time for yourself, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes in a day, whatever, mm. just fight preferably an hour, really, you know, or if it's like accumulation of an hour, you know, 10 minutes, six times something along those lines where you're able just to take some time for self and 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 even if it means you as you say like you go and do that thing and in that time in that moment that's when you challenge negative thoughts brilliant as long as you're making that challenge of the negative side mm. and that i mean that could be the we've said this now i think it's probably a fair structure that would be the that could be your incremental change
0: mm. and I you know, think here's the thing I, I speak to a lot of people and, and they say I can't sit I can't sit and do nothing I find myself getting anxious and what have you and and that's total. I, I get that I'm, I find I'm, I I tend to relax more if I'm pottering I call it you know, yeah, just pottering yeah, on yeah, yeah but the point of it is that then to make me or somebody sit for half an hour to do that will generate probably more anxiety. Whereas if you look at the tiny habits principle, the idea is it's a bit like a plant, you know, you plant a seed, you water it and it takes a while to grow, set down roots and it, and then eventually it blossoms or, or flowers or whatever, you know, but the point is you've got to start small, haven't you? You've got to start. So the, the principle of the tiny habits is as well as when you pick it, what you tag it to, there's a lot more to it, but the principle of the tiny habit is you shrink it down to the smallest denominator And I often say, if you feel like you can't even handle five minutes of of something, um, like mindfulness practice, people struggle with that, especially around the perceptions of what it is and isn't. I mean, I think there's a lot of misconception around it. But just put a pin in it and just spend 10 seconds being present or 20 seconds of doing nothing. You've put a pin in that activity today. Do you know what I mean? You've pinned the habit. And later you can expand the habit by a minute, by five minutes, by whatever. It's a bit like press-ups. You know, if if I'm starting press-ups and I'm I'm doing it, it might feel like, well, what's the point of just pushing myself up one? Well, it might not be one in a month's time, but one today is great. It might be one tomorrow, might be two the next day. It might go back to one. But ultimately, we're aiming for five press-ups, five full natural press-ups eventually to build up. So we do have a direction to travel with this. But if we're feeling like, I just can't do it, the very, very least we do is put a pin in, and actually do one or do something that's as close to it that makes sense
1: i i, I really like that Dave. i really do i was just thinking that i can see it in my mind's eye you know i really like that sort of setup that you've got there now you've described because this all if, if we go back to like the very start of what we we started from as well it's about we, we do this to try and we talk about these things and we we are at the heart of it all is to help other people improve them Mm. or how they feel and things like you've just done there. I think, yeah, that's, that's at the heart of what we try to do in the first place. You know,
0: one of the things as well, I think is if you don't do it or you, you miss a deer, um, what's your response there? to yourself and it, this this is a, it's, it's a silly example but I did it last year if I missed a day of the 60 burpees I'd put myself under pressure to do the double the next day now that you might think oh well yeah so you should you made a commitment but actually what it led to me was three days later I'd not done them so a week went by and now I, I yeah. thought all right but because my all or nothing and perfectionism said you've dropped them you have to make up for them but who says I made a commitment, and what was the point of the commitment? The commitment wasn't to actually do the 60 burpees come hella high water. It was to give myself a point in the day, which was the win. So you have to go back to the original reason, because I think our voice of self-sabotage can build on what well, you should do, you have to. And I think should is one of those words. If you if you find yourself using should, then you probably add an unnecessary pres- pressure or restriction or constraint. No, no. So my new challenge is if I miss a day, and t- touch what I haven't so far this year, if I miss a day – I'll go back to starting again the next day. Yeah. And that's okay.
1: The, I'll, I'll be said at the start about things that improve us. They can increase, they can show incremental change, and, you know, compound change and all that stuff. But so can the negativity at the same time, if you allow it, if you allow the negativity to build and build and build, and, like you just said, now, I'm, what if I missed seven days? I mean, I've got to do 420 burpees <laughs> in one day. Yeah. No that's one's not- up for that business. I
0: know. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And I know. Uh, by the way, ladies and gents, this man looks nowhere near sixty. By the way, I thought he was going to say fifty at least, that's a max. There's
0: no way this boy is anywhere near sixty. No, I, 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 good because I'm pleased about that because I'm I'm fifty-one, so I've got another nine, eight and a bit oh, years to go. go. <laughs> I <was> saying, geez, <laughs> so sixty till years. I'm six. Thank you for <laughs> that because I would have said, oh, so have you got a year to go, Dave? Well, I think I might have taken offence there. <laughs> no, I would have said. I <laughs> I said, I thought, there's no way.
1: I thought, how the hell is he anywhere near that? Yeah, thanks. Was, uh, like, at the same but... time, I was like thinking, hang on. Because when you were at university, and I was like, you know, when you're counting back in your head, <laughs> think, oh, <laughs> have I lost a decade or something here? I thought, he's yeah. not anywhere near say, I thought he's 50 at, at, at the max. I thought, how has he done this?
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, The point I think that's where the silliness comes in. uh, This commitment for at the time for just under ten years. (laughs) So I've done a year, but you know. So um, I turned fifty-two in July. So I've got eight years. Dave, you
1: need to share that. Found the youth formula, my friend.
0: Thank you. You have to say that, don't you?
1: And I'm just to be able to say. I'm just going to put this on charge. So I apologize if this messes anything up. Is
0: that okay? Yeah, yeah. No, about that. You're upside down now. Yeah, on video. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry.
1: I'll, I'll hold it. There you go. So, um back to where we were talking about at the very start, which was self-care. We've kind of, yeah. as we always do, migrate into the subject from another subject. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems to be our specialty. <laughs> but um I want to go back a bit to then think about little things that we can do, little incremental things, that, little habits. And I always hear a lot of this with my work about well-being and um, when I do the well-being groups and how people make themselves feel better, etc. And one of them is daily gratitude exercises. Yeah. So they'll wake up in the morning and one of the first things they do is they'll create sometimes a mental note, mental list, or even write it down via the journaling, two birds, one stone there, of three-ish five things that they are grateful for in that day. And there's that sense of practicing daily gratitude seems to be really, um, really beneficial. And I can kind of see why, because... Mm it shifts the focus from the things that you don't have that you wished you did to the things that you do have and that you are really glad that you do have those things. Mm. And I find that at first thought seems a bit, you know, a bit thin, a bit, well, what really can that type of exercise prove? But if I really think about it and reflect on it, actually saying to yourself, I'm so glad I've got this. Mm. You do kind of feel like, you know, I'm so thankful I have whatever, you know, like for me, sometimes just thinking, I'm, you know, when I was a kid, when when we first met, you know, I was just daft, daft young lad, you know, but now I think, now I've got a daughter, I think I'm so thankful that I've got that, got her in my life. Mm. It sounds really, you know, people are, you meant to say that because you're a dad but actually i'm i'm really thankful i've got that and you're thankful for sometimes just small things but actually mm. they do mean quite a lot you know yeah. i think that that and i don't know if you do this in your journaling Dave, because i said don't, i don't do it but is that is that part of the journaling that like uh, practicing daily gratitude or is it something Different.
0: <clears throat> it can be. There's no rules with. Well, I suppose there is some rules with journaling in the sense that it should be private and nobody should ever look at it because otherwise you won't fully disclose and secure. And secondly, self compassion, self compassion, self compassion, and then see rule two: self compassion. You know, don't be cruel to yourself in there. But I guess you you can journal on any topic, but gratitude is one of those. I I, I totally uh, get what you're saying about it. The research around gratitude practice has developed a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an ex-cop I'm a bit cynical and oh, it's a bit wishy-washy woolly stuff but actually very convincing replicated evidence in the field of positive psychology about things like that three things don't try and find 12 things because you'll end up doing reversing the effort three yeah. things a day bookend your day say in the morning I'm going to look for at the end of the day reflect on three things and for me there is a supercharged version of that which I'll show you I'll, I'll give you the, the explanation of it um, and interesting research in the way that this is going but the practice of that has been shown to have an impact. For me, it's more about that—that that a little daily victory over your negative inner voice again. Because we've evolved to be focus on the painful, the negative, because you know, and the things that we haven't got or gone wrong. Because that's what we've evolved to survive. And you know, we, we don't want to touch that hot thing, or we need to run away from that orange stripey thing that's growling at us. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Rather than we can, you know, if we didn't, we wouldn't survive. But if we walk past a food source, you know, we might, you know, there's an opportunity to go back, et cetera, you know. Whereas, so we're naturally evolved to dwell on and exaggerate the negative. So the point of practice and gratitude, and I think it is pretty convincingly um, uh, replicated in evidence now, is a challenge or a reminder to yourself that actually more is going right than wrong. Because you finish yes. the day living and breathing, and there's days when you feel like it isn't. And don't get me—I'm not trying to minimize people, you know, negative days because we've all had days and some, you know, really tough days. But mm. that reminder that the small things we we will I- inevitably ignore, miss, minimize, dismiss. No, I like that. Yeah. And the practice of doing the three things is is in itself valuable. But also, I think ch- it's a bit like the victory over the, the 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 with the burpees for me. It's that reminder. To tune in a little bit more often during your day, anyway, or to notice the things, because you don't. You know, if your head's full of the negative, you tend to miss things, you know. I, I remember having a day in custody as a custody sergeant years ago, and it was just an awful, awful day. Everything was going wrong. Everything was happening. I had every kind of detainee trying to hurt themselves, set fire to the place, doing all sorts of things. Um, and I remember my head was just battered, and there was a, there was a, an old lag, a detective, bless him, uh, came up to us and he just handed a cup of coffee and he put it down and he says, here, Sarge, take two minutes. And do you know what? there, there was a that moment was it could have I could have glossed over it and thought, Oh cheers, mate, thanks, blah, But for some reason it stuck with me, and I think it stuck with me. Because he he saw it, he recognized it, and there was a little, there was a lot of compassion, I guess, in that, you know, f- from an unexpected source as well. Yeah, but yeah. How often do we go through moments where somebody's done something, or we've spotted something, or even a nice day, but our heads down thinking about how crap, what crap I'm coming into when I go to work, and actually just a moment isn't going to change the things that you come into physically, but it might change your view and help you remember during the tough times that actually, when I get home, I'm going to have a lovely cup of tea or I'm going to have a cup of tea and a, and a, and a break, you know, your king of chocolates thing at the end, you know, lunchtime or whatever. You, you start to see that the day is peppered with small moments because I think the other challenge we have is we fall into it'll be better when, thinking when we're under negative. Yes. It'll be better yeah. when COVID finishes. It'll be better when I get promoted, yeah. when I move, when I've sold the house, when I'm this, when I retire, when I win the lottery. And you know, lovely if they happen, but what about here and now? Because life is passing by, you know.
1: Which is very much linked to mindfulness as well. Yeah, being focused yeah. in the moment, being alert, being present in the moment. And I, I, I love that. Better when? What about? What about now? What? what about now? If or if not now, when? I quite you know. It's, yeah. it's that very, uh, you know, yeah. that dual sort of mindset. I like that, but I also like about the taking time for yourself. I'm a real believer in that. I've already touched on it earlier in this conversation, but I'm a real believer in people just being allowed to take five, ten minutes to themselves. If they want to be alone, then they let, let them be alone just to give them some time to reflect on what is going on. First of all, but also what they're feeling mm-hmm. and what they need to do to just keep going. Yeah. And you know, if I need an extra five, then give them 15. But something just to give them that extra little something to go, right, okay, this isn't working. What's going on here? I need to just have a timeout for myself mm-hmm. to decompress and then I'll be all right afterwards. I'll get back on. I'll be, we'll carry on going. We'll get back on the horse, you know? That, I think, is something that isn't used enough, first of all, hmm. because it's considered a bit weak that you needed to have a break or, you know, I'll just keep plugging on. Well, as long as they continue after that break and things don't stop, then they need to have the break. You hmm. that time will you just take five. Here's a cuppa, take five.
0: Hmm. You know? Yeah. Really, that's important. I think you're right. I think um, I was working with a, a group of pediatric doctors. Uh, they're going through, they're, they're trained doctors and then they're going through their, their ST training for years. Yeah. And to be honest, there's a role that hats off to them because, you know, dealing with sick children and all that. But anyway, one of the things yeah. that they all highlighted that seemed to be really universal was that <laughs> what helps them come back to themselves is to take a moment or to take time. And sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's a day off, but often it's just to stop for that time. And that's the, the biggest pressure is themselves driving themselves to not take a moment. And I think that's that's the thing, because I often say, look, I've got my sprout again. There's always going to be another sprout to sweat, another task to do, another thing to do. But, you know, you'll always be sweating sprouts. You'll always be working if that's the case. I'm, I'm a, a sod for that. You know, I'll just get this done and then I'll.
1: Yeah. But actually, yeah,
0: yeah. you have to sort of say to yourself, right, no, stop now. Because inevitably, that break doesn't just give you a break. It gives you a chance to decompress and also take a view on what you've just done and actually space to prioritize, to decompress, to highlight. The number of times I've stopped and walked away and thought, I'm doing it again. I'm being a perfectionist. Why am I working on that? What is the point of working on that when that's not? I've got myself into another loop of driving myself yeah, on something yeah, that yeah, actually yeah,
1: yeah.
0: is minimal value? But unless you take a break... You don't do that. That's, that's good. That. Mm. It's, yeah. So it's so it's how to take breaks, and maybe that needs practice as well. That's that all going back. To practice. A lot of this is all about forming the habits of self care. Whatever self care is to you, whatever you choose. Yeah, it, to
1: and be. it could be different to everybody. Did. Yeah, yours, of course. Yours, different, time, different. Yours. You know, people, listeners, will have different ones to each yeah. other as well. Yeah. But it's about finding what it is as well, and you know we could go through, God, hundreds potentially of different ways that people can take their time for themselves, and I'm sure that would have you know lots of common ground. But some, you know, it's it's all personal, you know. It's all, and I, I'm one of those guys. I'm you know after work, I don't want to think about work, so yeah. I'll not watch, you know, real crime. Dramas yeah, or yeah. things like that, but I know the colleagues love it. They'll go and mm. watch, you know, twenty hours in police custody. I'm mm. sure you wouldn't want to watch that after you came up when you were a cop, you know. You, no. I bet you watch it go and think, "That's not good." Uh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. The, yeah there's, uh, there's a there's a breach of pace.
1: pace. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Police and Criminal Evidence sentence. Act for those. Usually. It's funny, you know. You talk about no, everybody's no individual. Comment, no comment. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's individual, <laughs> and I think you're right. I, I like to think of these, when you're setting out on developing new habits, it's experimentation because just because somebody says you should, it's like I have a problem with this, you know, yeah, you should have a morning routine, and in your morning routine, you should do this, this, and this. No, you shouldn't. You should choose your own. should. You could do anything. So yes. why not pick a bunch of things? And one thing, I was listening, obviously, habits is my thing. Um, so I do a lot of reading around it, but I listen to a podcast called The Huberman Lab. You, you'll like it, uh, dear. Andrew Huberman, and he did a one on habits, making and breaking habits. And this was an interesting one that I hadn't come across in my reading around the literature. But what he said was, and I can't, I can't quote the source that he used. It'll be in a show notes. But what he said was, there is an approach that if you set yourself twenty eight days, I think it was. And this is not to say this is not that fallacy that habits are formed in twenty eight days. That that you know it can depend. It depends on so many different things. Yeah. What he says though is. Have have for the next 28 days six small habits. Six, I've got my camera there. Six small habits that you've chosen and that you're going to work at complying with or doing for the next 20, 21, or 28 days. I can't remember. And you make an effort for that time, but at the 21 day point or the 28 day point, you deliberately or you you stop making a deliberate effort to complete those habits. And what he says is the research shows that like, it gives a chance for the ones that are going to stick to have stuck, and you allow the ones that don't fall by, by the wayside. So the thinking is, I don't know if I've explained that well, that out of the six, you might find that without thought, two of them you're carrying on anyway with minimal effort. And that's the point where you don't beat yourself up about the four that you're not doing. You've sorted out the wheat from the chaff for you, and you've got two I habits that you that. then continue Who's that to from? focus on. Um, it's not... Uh, well, Andrew Huber, but Huberman, the Huberman Lab podcast. It's not his research, but oh, what he's funny. really good at is pulling together that. So, I, I, I like that, and it's something I'm thinking about for me in terms of what cluster of habits they've got to be small and they've got to be, you know, it's not like they're not like a, a group of behaviors. It's like six yeah. specific habits. Yeah. But have a go, chuck them against the wall, and see what sticks. I guess you know for the twenty-one days, um, and those two or one. That really- or if there's that. none, then they're the wrong six habits. Do you know what I mean? Or, or they're, they're not right. That's probably the wrong way. They're not, they're not quite right for you now. Have a think of about another six habits, or put a couple back in the pot with another four ones for another round type of thing. But yeah, the point yeah. is not to continually do it. It's to see what habits potentially have have the potential, and then focus down on them going forward type of thing. And then you can add, you can conduct the experiment again. You know.
1: So with that. I would like to see. I think a good takeaway for listeners would be: try these micro habits. Mm. Try to develop the micro habits in the everyday life that are easy to do, as you say. That become that aren't a challenge to do, but have them, if possible, focused around self care. Mm. So taking time for yourself. I've already said that. Taking a break, finding a skill that you really, really want to it would, you know, a sense of mastery would even give you that, you know. But make sure it's, you know, not too complex, you know, small. But also being able to maybe the gratitude as well. Have a look at that. Lots of different things. Spending mm. time with people that you've always wanted to, but no, you never have the chance to. Even if it's just a coffee, you know, ten minutes, a couple with them, you know, mm. things like that. I think that's quite a good takeaway to think of. If we talk about self-care, have it that there's small little things that they can do, lots of times, mm. that not only will just they build something, but also get that self-care boost out of it as well.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned something about coffee with somebody else or something. What can really help those? help sustain the habits and this is worth thinking about when you when you're looking at what can I se- how can I set this up for a success so to involve somebody else makes it less less likely you were on the days that you think oh, I can't be asked you, you'll do it do, do you know what I mean or and also maybe uh, be careful with making it public because people say I'll oh, make it public and then you've got no choice but I, I
1: think it mind. depends
0: to who to whom, yeah. and also what it is, but it there could be a sense of, you know, is that an option? I, I, I would say be careful because, I, you know, it can be counterproductive. Um, uh, yeah, and also things like well, what can I, what can current me do to set future me up for that? So one of them, yeah. one of my little micro things is hydration, just to drink a bit because I, I know I drink a lot of coffee during the day. Uh, I've got my bottle of juice there, but I can find myself parched. Later on in the afternoon, it, and uh, so I a...
1: read about this somewhere. I was reading. You talk about hydration, Dave. Now, what was it? Like is it. It was something quite mad, but it it's, it wasn't this amount. But it was something like you know, you they say two liters, only so they? You might drink two liters a day of water. Mm. Now, some of us, if you if you got like you know two or three liters a day, within a week you'll you'll feel like you'll feel so much better. Like you'll feel beyond better. You know, you sleep better. Your focus is greater. Your general mm. health, you know, digestive health as well is better. You know, all this other stuff, like I was, oh, I to... it was literally, I couldn't believe that it was this amount of water they'd have to drink, but it is something what? That, that ability to just perk you up. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that like, you know, if you're, dehydrated by 10%, you've got your 40% or whatever it is, yeah. less effective or something like that, you know?
0: It's an interesting one because there is there is um, there is there are some who would argue and some of them are uh, experts, hepatic experts, you know, liver, kidneys, that kind of thing who say it's all market and it's rubbish, you know, it's guff. And if you're thirsty you'll drink, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I tend to think, well, okay, so what does a normal mortal like me and you do with this? Well, I can I, realistically, I know I can go through the day having drank a few cups of coffee and, and by, come by tea time, I'm feeling like parched and, you know, a bit fuzzy headed, et cetera. Now that could be tiredness. It could be any other reason, but I do know that I probably could do with drinking less coffee and drinking a bit more fluid.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So one, and this is where I'm treating it as an experiment sample size one me. So I'm not, it's not something I'm perfect prefer- because I'm not an expert in hydration and like like diet and food and what you should eat and shouldn't eat so much conflict and information out there you can you can point to any evidence to say any any kind of diet works or any kind of diet's rubbish but as a normal human being in the middle of it how do we make sense of this well i test it and i just think right so my little the point of me thing was how do i set it up so that i do feel like less parched by the end of the day that's my measure so my hack my my current Dave's preparation to help future Dave, i.e., tomorrow morning, Dave, is I'll I'll have a pint of water or juice on me bedside cabinet for when I wake up in the morning. So my current little habit, one of these testable habits, is I'll have that pint over a, a half an hour as I'm getting ready. I'll just sip away at it and, and drink it so that I'm I'm topping off what tends to be. A night where I haven't drank through the night and I don't want to drink too much before bed because I'm up three, being 50 I'm up three or four <laughs> times a night anyway go on the to- toilet and just initially what I found is yeah I tend to drink a little bit last few days I'm drinking a little bit less coffee and I'm not that parched by the end of the day now whether I'm now thinking you know the placebo effect I am more focused and I'm more clear I don't know you know Being a cynical question, I'm always going to question myself on that. But I do feel better for it, you know. And I think as simple as that—that is—that not what self-care boils down to. Yes, there's lots of scientific research, but ultimately, what works for you and why it works—does it matter at the end of it? You know, if it works for you. That's a
1: good point. That's a really good point. It's—it should be. You know, you can read as many men's health magazines Mm. or GQ or whatever, and they've got you know, drink this or eat that. 90% 90% of this does that or you know improvement of 10% here well there will be for some, it just doesn't work for like we've mentioned uh, yeah. or mindfulness yeah. meditation it's, some people it's just they just beyond 5 minutes they just can't hmm. get away with any more. and some people will be able to drink green tea and feel great I I really struggle for some I, I very
0: very do you know why you struggle batches. do you know why I you struggle have, drinking green tea yeah because it's minging <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's why, <laughs> I mean, you can that's convince why. yourself it's they healthy, like it. but it's horrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got some jasmine, which I quite like, but I've tried others and it tastes like, oh,
0: God, <laughs> I just, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of get away with them kinds of tastes, and I know people say you should, but like, well, again, whether you should or whether it's evidence, it doesn't matter, I just don't like it. It's more chew yeah. than it's worth it's to drink that. It's
1: difficult to stuff. do, man, that's what it is, isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not self care. That's self torture for me. Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You may go out and have like, like a, a Vim Hof go and have an ice bath, for forty-five <laughs> minutes. You know what I mean? Oh, it'll make your yeah. blood flow better. But blood, your legs are falling off, man. <laughs> no, yeah. Your frostbite, man. Yeah. Oh no, that I think for a first time back, Dave. <laughs> I think we've covered plenty of bases here. today.
0: <laughs> we have. I think it's funny, you know, when you say we've gone around the houses, it, it often comes back to, the connecting the dots comes back to what's going on in in the head you yeah. know and how you what make sense you make of it and ultimately i think that's the part of messages it doesn't matter what you do if it's going to hurt others or ultimately hurt yourself yes. but in the sense if if it doesn't do those, it doesn't matter what you do so long as how you associate it in your head so if yes. it's self care and you hit a hot bath well that's not self care
1: no
0: if it's self care but you love to go just you know I, I don't know, have a nice cup of coffee in the morning whatever it is but you appreciate it and you recognize it as that, then that's that's a great habit, isn't it? Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Connect More podcast. Some Hopefully some useful food for thought there for you. Drop me a line at Dave at RestlessMidLifer.com for any questions, feedback, or thoughts. And I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> hope you've enjoyed this episode of the restless midlifer for more links and details relating to the episode and the show visit restless and it would really help if you go to the show in your podcast app click on review and then rate the show and share why you value it until next time proudly live your own restless midlife take care